we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. The podcast of peace and mind. Yep. The holiday podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, we're yeah. running this up. By the time we're done peace and mind, it'll be Easter. <laughs> and uh, the trooper will have arisen. Yeah. It's taken a bit longer than I thought it was going to take. Well, there's a lot in here. Yeah. There's a lot to do. And we talked about the drumming change. That was like half an episode. That was. I didn't think that would take so long, but. Yeah. Eh, and the right. artwork and the Eddie and. People seem to like it. Yeah. Peace of mind classic. Lots of stuff going on. Yep. Man, that's great. Let's dive into this beer. I'm, I'm, I'm really thirsty right now. Yeah, me too. So what's this one? You pulled this. This From is... Grim Ross Breweries, which is in Fredericton, New Brunswick. They're a oh, microbrew. Okay. Oktoberfest. So we're like, it, it says Oktoberfest Merzen. And yeah. next to that it says Enjoy Fresh, even though it's <laughs> like fresh. December now. Yeah. Um, so we're not really enjoying it fresh. So. All right, hit it. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Nice. I'm not usually a huge Oktoberfest beer guy. I'm not either. I don't mind them, but... I went to university in, in Waterloo, Ontario, and they have, like, this uh, big German population around there. It's, like, Kitchener is... Kitchener was, like, named New Berlin or something, eh? Really? Yeah, and they renamed it Kitchener after, like, some general Kitchener in, in the wars, you know? Okay. But anyway, there's a huge German diaspora there. And uh, they the always had this... Oktoberfest. Yeah, it yeah. was the one week of a year when it actually had a decent social life in Waterloo, <laughs> Ontario. No offense, I loved Waterloo, but not the best place to party. It's good. Mm. That's really good. Yeah. Hit the spot. Mm. I'm 22 again and eating a pretzel. <laughs> mm. Oh, God. So I'm going to get through this pretty quick. <laughs> this traditional Merzen is clean with rich toasted malt and classic herbal hop flavors. Mm. Perfect for any fall fest. Yeah, that is a bit hoppy, too. It's yeah. got a little bit of bitterness. Even though we're way past fall. Oh, I'm my God. Like almost Christmas now. I like this. So I'm going to be going around. Anyone have any <laughs> Anyone have any two-month-aged Marzen? How come there's no November fest? I don't know. <laughs> October fest, November fest, mm-hmm. December fest. My birthday was in November, so it was <laughs> November, November fest for me. There you go. Yeah. So uh, let's get back into Let's get back into peace it. Peace of mind. We were into the, this track with the... Troop, troopy, the trooper, the trooper. Yeah. I don't know, hidden away in there. So this is, uh, if you if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know the trooper, then <laughs> and play it and on repeat for three years and then come back and see it. Um, Steve Harris, 100 percent writing mm. credit, four minutes ten seconds. Yeah, I think. Would you agree that this is the most maidenly maiden song? That's exactly what I was going to ask yeah. you. Would you agree this is the most maiden song of all? It's this the it's the anthem, isn't it? It's even so. more so the anthem than than Iron Maiden. Yeah, I right? think so too. Which is yeah. hilarious when You've you got think about it. You've got the Trooper Eddie, yeah, the Union Jack, yep. It's got the dual guitars. It's got the galloping. It's about a about a, a battle, yeah. a historic battle. It's got like when people think of maiden, yeah, they think of all those things, and yeah. I think they think of this Eddie when they think of. The first Eddie that yeah. pops in your head. Yeah, the vocals, the gallop, the yeah. great lyrics. It's it's just the perfect song, yeah. really. The riffs. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. It's It should be like number one on every Maiden fan list, except it's just like it's the given. You yeah. know, it's like the intro yeah. theme song. What's your favorite episode? Everybody loves the, that. you know, it's just always there. I just yeah. wouldn't even rank it. I You know, I almost just put it outside. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't consider it like. I don't consider it a favorite just because I've heard it so many times. It's like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. If you took Trooper away as a song, Maiden wouldn't be Maiden. You know what I mean? Like, not go too crazy, Maid, seriously. Know, yeah. Except that before this album came out, Maiden was Maiden. Mm. 
Yeah. But I know what you mean. This is kind of Have like we ever the definitive seen Maiden show. Anyway. It's such a Maiden-y song that they named their beer after it. That's right. <laughs> their, which they just celebrated 25 million pints poured. 25 million pints poured. Yeah, of Trooper beer. Excellent. Named after the song. Nice. So It's based on the Alfred Lord Tennyson poem, The Charge of the Light Brigade. Okay. So it's an, it's, this is an actual battle that took place. Um, In which war? The Crimean War. It's the Battle uh-huh. of Balaclava. Yeah. So it's 1854. Nice. Yeah. There's also a poem called The Charge of the Heavy Brigade at Balaclava, which is very similar to, like, the trooper in its lyrics. So uh, this battle, Battle of Balaclava, there's three main battles. One battle they called the Thin Red Line, and that's where, like, this Russian cavalry force tried to push through the lines of the 93rd Highlanders. And the commanding officer tells his men, there's no retreat from here. You must die where you stand. And they line up two men deep, uh, and they hold off this charging cavalry with, like, a really thin line of infantry. Yeah. So it's like this legendary battle. So that's the first battle. The second is the charge of the heavy brigade. And British cavalry, they, like, repelled this Russian surprise attack. It was 300 British troops. They attacked uphill against 2,000 Russian cavalry. So that's the Charge of the Heavy Brigade. Interesting. That's the second battle. The third one is the Charge of the Light Brigade. And that's what this song is written about, what the lyrics are about. Okay, in the 1850s. And who was really on the other side? Because that was the Tsars. Was that the Byzantine Empire? I'm showing my lack of Russian history here. I know, I don't, I know. But that was long before the the Socialist Revolution. The Russians. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they weren't Russia then, were they? The Russians were they, have them in his yeah. sights. I call them Russians. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> mm. the, this one is a, more of a tragic battle. The first two are yeah. like victories. This one is a crushing defeat. So there's like this miscommunication. Uh, the British light cavalry were ordered to advance. Mm. Um, they didn't actually get an order to advance. There was like some kind of miscommunication. And they advanced down this valley that was controlled on three sides by the Russians. So they basically like... 670 men, they charged on horseback straight into artillery and cannons. Mm. Um, And some make it through the Russian lines and they take their sabers out and they start like engaging in hand-to-hand, but they get surrounded. And a good number of them manage to like break through and escape, Mm. but most of them are, they die or they're wounded. It'd be an interesting time to dig into the artillery too, because like all of the gun innovation was happening in the U.S. at the time. I actually looked up all of the stuff and spent like... A it's lot of time, time. Googling because yeah. I was like, what's the difference between heavy and late brigade? Mm. And apparently at this time in history, there's not that much difference. Yeah. But at one point, heavy, the heavy brigade would be like armored. Like cannons. Or, no, it would be men on horseback. Yeah. Like the heavy cavalry, they'd be like armored oh, with okay. different weapons. But at this point in history, I think they had the names based on like kind of their roles. But yeah. They didn't, I don't think there's that much difference in how they were like armed. Oh, okay. I would have. I my my just gut was like light brigade would be more agile and quickly moving. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. how they they're meant to be like used. Yeah, but uh, yeah, mm. I, I read a lot about it. Interesting. I'm not going to get into it now. <laughs> I went down one of those rabbit holes in Wikipedia where I'm like reading about it, and then you click, and then you click, and then I googled yeah. like heavier brigade and light brigade and. I don't know, just all the different armors and all the different stuff they're wearing. So yeah. Pictures I of it online. <laughs> I didn't think this was about the, you know, the Crimea. Uh, it's interesting, but I was reading about that, I don't know, Bloomberg or something in the last couple of months. Yeah. Remember uh, about, like, I don't know, maybe it was three, four years ago, the uh, the Russians took the peninsula back from the Ukraine. Oh, yeah. And uh, But anyway, apparently now they've, like, 
fully declared it Russia and even like UN and then begrudgingly accepted it. And like now it's like they literally took it over and now it's Russia. And oh, then, like, okay. happened, like, four years ago. And people were like, well, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, typical NATO. <laughs> no battle. No. Yeah, no guts. <laughs> no epic battle, like in the, the trooper. Um, so this poem by Alfred Lauren Tennyson came out six weeks after the battle. Yeah. And then, like, 129 years later, Steve Harris writes a song about it. Mm. So this is, I think, when people think of Iron Maiden and they think of that classic Maiden gallop, I think they're thinking of, like, exactly this song. So that's that, you know, like Maiden Gallop. It's like an eighth note with two, like, sixteenth notes after. It's like, drumming on the table. It's in Killers. It's in Run to the Hills. And then in The Trooper. It's like a lot of people, when they think of Maiden, they just think this galloping thing. It's not that common when you really think about all the Maiden songs. It's not, no, but it's you expect it to be. You would think until you actually think about it and go through the albums and look at the track titles. Yeah. You would think like most Maiden songs have it the way people talk. Yeah. But it's not that common. But yeah. it's just their two biggest hits, Run to the Hill and The Trooper. Yeah. Ah, it's in there a lot though. Yeah. When you think about it, like also the, when I picture it, I just think of them on stage like like the gallop is like, yeah. you know. But it's not that common. Yeah. Really. Probably not. No. Yeah. It's just you expect it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you think of it because like we said, the song is so like iconic Maiden mm. that people think of this when they think of Iron Maiden. But really the gallop, it's not that common. Yeah. Um, the other thing is guitar harmonies and riffs. When people think of Maiden, that's another thing that makes this song like so iconic. Is people think of guitar harmonies when they think of Maiden, mm. and they think of like catchy riffs. And you get this in the song, and this is exactly like what I'm talking about. Okay, this is the most maidenly song. That is the most maidenly sound. Yeah, I think isn't so, that like yeah. that's if that's your you know you put that on your ringtone that oh, yeah. you know that goes off. Everybody who's a maiden fan yeah. is looking at you in the airport. This is yeah. one of the only songs I can play by Iron Maiden on the guitar. You can play this song. Yeah, well, cool. I can play. I can't play any of the solos. I think I, I can could, play the. I can play rhythm. I, I think play I that could, riff. I could carry the vocals. Oh yeah, give this a go. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the other thing. The vocals yeah. in this are insane. It for uh, like an anthem song, it does which sound are usually anthemic. You're right. Yeah, yeah. For an anthem, normally you play it safe. They play it all the time. I find the vocals in this are just insane. Yeah, and there's not really a chorus. Yeah, it's just you know that whoa oh yeah. oh 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 part. And yeah, Bruce just nails it. That's pretty cool. So I got this. I got those vocals. So you grab your okay. guitar. We'll head out to the shed. Okay. We'll create a cover, man. I got. I got the name, playing maiden. 
Playing maiden. <laughs> playing maiden. Hey, it's the guys from Talking Maiden. They're playing maiden. Playing maiden. <laughs> Attempting maiden. <laughs> butchering maiden. Would be what do you guys maiden. do when you're not? Yeah, when you're not talking maiden or butchering maiden. We're drinking beer. That's drinking it. maiden when we're drinking trooper. Um, the other thing in the song is we're talking about vocals. Yeah. The harmonies are awesome in this song too. Was that like a harmony with Adrian, or is that Bruce? Dunster? That's two Bruce's, in the, like at least two. Yeah, done in the studio as tracks. Yeah, it's like you know one of those like double Bruce's. <laughs> a double Bruce. It might be even a triple. <laughs> a triple Bruce. But uh, I know it's very anthemic. Like when I ever hear that, I just want to like raise my hand up in the air and scream. Yeah, <laughs> you know what oh, I mean. Oh man, yes, in it's, every way. Like the vocals are amazing. The like the the, the gallop is there. Yeah, it's just the, like. It's, funny, it's one of those songs you're so sick of, yeah. but then when you hear it and analyze it, you're like, oh, this song you, is so awesome. It's not you're sick of it. You just don't know. Like, have you ever, have you ever watched the crowd when Trooper comes on at, like, at a live show? Everybody just goes into their default oh, like, yeah. maiden movement, right? <laughs> yeah. Like everybody's – no one's like, oh, finally the Troopers. I'm just like – they go right into it and they're like, all right, back to the show. It's almost like – it's like a – I don't know, Pavlov's – Dog oh, bell yeah. or something. It's just like we all hear it and we all just go into mode and then we come back. Like no one complains about it. No one looks forward to it. Everybody loves it. It's just a part of the it's, – it's just – it's it's such a – it's so ridiculous to talk about it. Like I feel like talking about Troopers is so weird. It's just so iconic. Yeah. It's just such a part of the Maiden that we know. It is Maiden. Yeah. The guitar solos. Yeah. Something else. Unreal. So these are like classic solos. Mm. These are more Maiden solos that like I think – you could probably hum the solo. You could sing the solo to me. Mm. Like some of these solos in Maiden songs, you know, sometimes Dave will play something cool and whatever. Sometimes you'll get these ones that are like really memorable. These ones are just so like classic. They fit the song perfectly. They're just, I don't know, it's Adrian and then he passes off to Dave Murray. Like this is one of the most classic sounding Maiden solos too. tones too they're perfect like everything about this song is like it's perfect and it's the perfect maiden song they always play it on tour and you know when you see 
Bruce with the uh, the Union Jack. Yeah. Except when they played in China on the Book of Souls tour, they weren't allowed to wave the Union Jack. Yeah, that's right. The Ministry of Culture said they weren't allowed to. But normally they pick up the local flag anyway. Yeah, I don't think they did any flag in waving a lot of cases. when they did. In fact, I have a funny yeah. clip here. Uh, another thing that happened, I was talking about the Ministry of Culture in China said they couldn't wave the Union Jack at their mm. concert. They also, they let them play Power Slave, but they weren't allowed to use the word Power Slave. Mm. And that's why you get this. Oh, my God. That's horrible. <laughs> I know. I know. They weren't allowed to say Power Slave, so they had to sing the words Wicker Man. Yeah, you know. Power Slave But everybody knows that song who lives there, so it's just like more proof that you live in a dictatorship. I know. The Ministry God. of Culture. I know. Well, we talked to our friend uh, Luke, who's in China. Yeah. And he was talking about the Ministry of Culture and how they're like yeah. cracking down on heavy metal shows and everything's like underground there and like – yeah. It's very weird because metal scene is very subversive. The more they tighten their grip, the more things fall <laughs> the through the grasp. The more metal. <laughs> the more metal falls <laughs> through the grasp. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, they couldn't use the Union Jack when they are in Beijing or no. any of the China shows. And oh, well, I can imagine. Imagine trying to do it now with the whole Hong Kong stuff, right? Oh, yeah, I didn't Ooh, even think of that. a whole other level. Yeah, it's probably even worse now. Yeah. Anyway, th- I thought the clip was funny. <laughs> no. God. <laughs> Tell me why I have to be a wicker man. <laughs> Tell me why I have to be a wicker man. Don't even make any sense. But, but yeah, it is, uh, it's a live staple. Like, you go to a Maiden show. Yeah. You want to so, hear the Trooper. When haven't they played it, though? Uh, somewhere on, t- on tour, 1987. Yeah. Well, everything up to, of course, up to Peace of Mind, they never played it because the song didn't exist. But since Peace of Mind, the Somewhere on Tour, f- the first leg of the Final Frontier Tour... And, you know, the Matter of Life and Death tour where they did the full album? Yeah. They didn't do the Trooper then, but yeah, the well, Trooper's a sense. staple, man. It is. It's in everything It's a total else. staple. Yeah, it has to be in there. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. seeing Bruce with the Union Jack. Oh, I love it. Yeah. The so, whole thing. And the Eddie's everywhere. Yeah. You know, I, it's just, it's such an iconic. To me that, I know, you know, the early Eddie and, and then we talked about the Peace of Mind and then we talked about the Power Slave Eddie. To me, that is Eddie. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Eddie's mm. with the bloody saber and the tattered flag. Yeah. And death in the background. Yeah, I mean, it is. He's Dead got the bodies. the peace of mind head, but it's the it's the trooper outfit, and you see oh, it everywhere. Yeah. You see it in beer mugs, posters, tour yep. shirts, remade on tour shirts. Yep. It's everywhere. Well, like I said, their whole beer line has like yeah. the trooper Eddie. Do you think it's the most popular Eddie? I think it's the most iconic Eddie. It is definitely yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love the. Uh, it might not be my favorite, but I mean, it's yeah. the most well known. Oh, it's my favorite. the The shirt that you have on there, that's the Made in England one, right? This is the 2012 Made in England. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the same Eddie, and he's holding a saber and the Union Jack, but he's on a horse. I'm gonna. Into that canvas. is hands down my favorite. You got me that as a canvas. Yes, right? I got that in yeah. my loft. Yeah, the the original Talking Maiden recording studio. Right, it hangs in there now proudly. Yeah. That's my favorite picture of Eddie. Period. Yeah, it's I just cool. love it. It's redone perfect. Now yeah. there's tons that I love. Yeah, but that one stands out. Yeah, That's I'm starting classic. to rethink my ranking. I I think Trooper might be my favorite song. <laughs> I know. When you, this happens all the time when we analyze. I know. I'm always when we're like done all these albums. Yeah, we got to do our top tens again. Oh, good luck. We'll do our top like ten, oh. and we'll go through. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Because I, go through I have so many songs, and we'll have to do like underrated again too. Yeah, we'll do an episode where we like clue up all the albums 
yeah. and try to rank the I'm gonna do, rank the songs. I'm going to do a list of my top ten favorite number one songs because I've done that. <laughs> I've, done it, I've named at least three or four, right? I Yeah, I must have said yeah. It seems well, like every album we do turns into my favorite album. Yeah. Doing Hallowed, it, except for Fear of Mushroom. Hallowed Icarus, Wicker Man, Trooper, I've all declared at various stages. Yeah, I think I've, 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 I've probably said like two or three tracks from Matter, Life, and Death are number one. Yeah. At various stages. Yeah, I'm. Every, it seems like every time we do a song. Like, I think yeah. I said that like, a couple episodes ago when we did Revelation. I was like, this is a top 10 song for me now. That's right. And now I'm thinking I'll put Trooper back up in the top 10, even though that was like down in the 30s when I did my list. Because yeah. I was like, oh, that's the, that's the Trooper. We're, we're like kids. They go they go out <laughs> and have a day at the park, and they're like, Justin's my new best friend. Yeah. And then the yeah. next day they're like, that's, Mike's my new best friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know what they're like. So this was a single uh, released it was the second single from the album released on June 20th, 1983. Yes. Peaked at number 12 on the UK singles chart. What? Yeah. There's 12, 11 songs ahead of this? <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, I've, That's I've crazy. Been, I'd love to see what the 11 were. I should have looked up. I'd love to go back in time and when it's playing on the radio, be like, can you not hear that? <laughs> like, yeah, what are you listening to? The other one's probably Cindy Lauper. In 83. You know? Um, the B-side is Cross-Eyed Mary. That's a Jethro Tull cover. You know, yeah. Steve Harris is a huge Jethro Tull fan. Yeah. Uh, we covered it on yep. a B-side episode. Um, I'll play a clip of it now anyway, but we're not going to get too much into it because we already did a whole episode you know, on these B-sides. But this is the B-side to the Trooper. Laughing in the playground, it's no kiss for little boys. Would rather make it with the lynching ray. But maybe her attention is drawn by Aqualone. Watches through the railing, is the That's pretty good. Yeah. It's a pretty good B side. We did that a while back. Yeah, and I think we didn't weren't we didn't think it was that great when we did it, but mm. since then we've covered so many of those like really yeah. bad maiden B sides that I hear that now and I think that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. Side note: the "Can I Play with Madness" single, the B side, has a cover of Thin Lizzy's song "Massacre," also about the charge of the Light Brigade. Um, and I can't recommend the Thin Lizzy song and the Maiden song enough. Uh, very maidenly sounding with like the twin guitar harmonies and the lyrics are about like a battle. Um, here's a clip of the maiden version. Awesome. So that doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with this album, but that's another song that Maiden covered, yeah. which is about the the same charge of the Light Brigade. Yeah, uh, that's not that's seventh song. Yeah, so that's a few years from yeah. this album. Yeah, you know we we look back on what you know we call now the greatest generation, World War Two and and World War One, 
and we think like half the people do that, but we don't realize that like when the kids were 20 years old and they were going off to World War One or 20 years old going off to World War Two, their granddad was there like, yeah, I fought in the Boer Wars, and my my grandfather fought in the you know Crimean Wars or, or fought in Russia, or fought in Africa, yeah, and like. There was just this lineage know, of war, war, war. right? Know. You know, like here in Canada, like so many of the people came, like most of like the Scottish in Canada came in like the uh, 19th century after they had a big few big battles with the English. And, you know, there was a huge Scottish diaspora and they were all like battle hardened. And, yeah. you know, all the all the English, obviously, that came over and had fought in various wars. And there was lots I'm of people that come out from the, the Boer uh, Wars. The war, the first war of Scottish independence yeah. right now, getting ready for the Klansmen when we do virtual 11. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, it's just sometimes you hear people say, like, imagine they were 19 and they went over there. And I was like, no, they weren't breaking. the ch- Like, it'd be crazy for us now. Yeah. But back then, that was like every generation or so, like, people yeah. had war. Like, it was the thing you did. And it's weird because you think of these battles. Yeah. And I picture, like, you know, you forget that, like, mostly people were probably, like, 16, 17, 18, 19. You know what I mean? But not only that. Like, crazy. You basically, if you got hit in the limb, they lopped it off. And you know, there was no real healing. Like, there was no real medicine. There was nothing yeah. going on. Like, you yeah. had, like, one – you're playing Mario and you got one life, yeah. right? <laughs> and it's game over, you know? Yeah. It's funny, too, because, like, uh, I was reading the stats for this battle. And this uh, Charge of the Light Brigade, 110 were killed and 160 were wounded, and it's, which is, like, a 40% casualty rate. And they also lost 375 horses. Okay, there's only. But then I always wonder: 160 were wounded. Like how many? 160 of those, how, people. No, the whole there was 670 charged. Okay. 110 were killed and 160 were wounded. Really? But out of those 160, I always wonder: like, how many of those guys were around? Like a year or two after that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you get wounded back oh. in the 1800s. Yeah, you're toast. But yeah. th- there was that few people. Like, we got a song about it, like, that long later, and it was, like, 800 people. Well, Alfred Lord Tennyson wrote this poem about it. It was very famous. And it was in, like, it was in the public consciousness at the yeah. time in Britain because it was, like, such a tragic defeat. You know what I mean? Yeah, the um, well, that's really, uh, you know, that's it's a small battle, but that harkens back to uh, Beaumont Hamill. Right. In World War One, uh, the Battle of the Somme, the Newfoundland battle. Right. Uh, did that's you a very a famous one on... Yeah. Uh, in Newfoundland. That's huge. It's, it's, it's defines a part of who we are yeah. because we lost a generation that day. Newfoundland population, I believe, in World War uh, One was less than 100,000, right? Right. Newfoundland population was very small until 1850. We always talk about how old we are. But between 1810 and 1850, the Irish diaspora to Newfoundland started. It was actually pre-potato famine, and a ton of people came here. And that was when the Irish kind of took over. And we were kind of half and half or more, more Irish after. And then at the turn of the century, they say there could have been 100,000 people. They didn't really have accurate numbers. And they sent off the Newfoundland Regiment and did one battle. Because they fought in Gallip- Gallipoli as well in 1915, I believe. And then they um, – anyway, the, the Battle of the Somme in France they, and Beaumont Hamill was one part of it. There was a German machine gun. Anyway, the Newfoundland Regiment got decimated. I think the casualty rate was like 90 percent. 700, 800 people. I should know the numbers, but yep. there was like 86 answered the call the next day, and they were just fed. 
into a machine yeah. gun. But there was the at the the rooms exhibit this year. Did yep. you see that? I didn't. Uh, amazing. You should go down and see it. They did all this cool stuff. Like they recreated a trench. It was just amazing. I went in there, took all kinds of pictures, had a great time. Um, crazy. So I can understand why that resonated in Britain just because of the, the, yeah. the casualties and, yeah. and the story at the time too, right? You should listen to the Hardcore History podcast. I talked about yeah. this when we uh, when we did Passchendaele. Yes. I went into a bit about World War One and the Battle mm-hmm. of Passchendaele and I was talking, I got all the information from this Hardcore History podcast. Yes. It's awesome. And I've had a bunch of people email saying that they got hooked on Hardcore History since. Yeah. It's a blueprint for Armageddon, I think it is. It's long. It's like twelve hours or ten hours or something like that. Mm. And it's, but it's, it goes through all World War One, the lead yeah. up, and it's it's like amazing. It's really, World War One. You should totally check that out. I will. I will. Yeah. Well, you said that before. I got it queued up. I yeah. just haven't had a chance. There's so much to listen to and so much to consume. <laughs> I got a Kindle, eh? Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm getting rid of my iPad. I've kind of got off Twitter. Okay. I'm kind of just shutting down. I'm trying to like wall myself. I'm on CDs. Like, I know. I feel the same way, too. I'm yeah. like, I'm on CDs, tapes in the shed when yeah. I'm out there, uh, in the car, CDs. Yeah. Um, the only place I stream music is at work, at my work computer. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, I listen to podcasts on my phone, but for music, and then mm. vinyl in the living room. Yeah. And CDs in the living room still. I get a CD player in my living room. I don't know what's going on. Like, me and you are the... Okay, we're both going back to, like, vinyl and CDs. Yes. We hate streaming. Yeah, absolutely. Um... I have a tech startup. We're, like I literally, you, I like know. I build cloud-based. I have a computer science degree, yeah. and I'm like listening to CDs yes. and albums and cassettes, yeah. and I don't have Twitter or Facebook. That's right. I just like have no social media, and I hate going on. It there. also and I work yeah. on a computer at work. When I come home at five o'clock, yeah. like I don't touch a computer. That's right. I try not to touch. Over the weekend, I don't even like barely check my email. That's right. Or on a, I, I, like I just have don't want to have any computers anymore. That's right. It's weird. But I've gone I've gone on a whole other way too. Like <laughs> I've gotten rid of phones like uh I I like I at work, I don't have a phone now. Oh, yeah. I got rid of it. And I was like, you know, text me or send me the email. Yeah. And I don't like giving people my email now. And like I'm trying to like I'm minimizing everything yeah. because I just realized you know what I'm like anyway. Your whole life gets sucked up with like distraction. It's mindless distraction. And it's stuff that, like, someone texts you and you text right back. Or, oh, yeah. I get an email to get back to. All this stuff can wait a couple yeah, hours. absolutely. I come home from work and I take my phone and my wallet and my yeah. keys. Yeah. I stick it in a drawer. Yeah. And I have supper, get the kids to bed. Yeah. And then I go pick up my t- phone and maybe I have a couple of texts yeah. or an email or two. Well, if I text you and you don't text back, I know you don't hate me. Yeah. But I have, like, <laughs> friends who are, like, they'll text you and you haven't texted them and be like, what's going on? And I'm yeah. just like, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> like, why, yeah. are, why are you mad at me? Like, now I've got to check my phone just in case you text me because you're so fragile, you yeah. know, that I got to reply. Like, F off. I, I mean, know. I'm And I did that with my phone, too. I put it on vibrate. Yeah. Or on silent or do not disturb or whatever while I'm at work. And then mm. I come home from work and I never turn it off. And then I'm like going to bed and I check my phone. It's like, oh, I got eight texts. Oh, man, that happens to me all the but time. But the thing is, is it like, who cares? Why do I have to jump to respond to everything? And like yeah. my wife's on Facebook and she had these Facebook Messenger things yeah. alerts all the time. And I'm like, I don't know. All that stuff can wait, man. You can deal with it all of that instead of all day tending to it. Yeah. You can deal with it in 10 minutes before you go to bed. That's right. Know, that's me. But the point is I'm trying to get past this like – Crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, no, I'll definitely go to the Hardcore History Podcast and have a yeah. listen to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another mm. big side tangent. Yeah, side tangent. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think that's about it for the Trooper. Oh, we didn't talk about the video. Mm. It's basically just like Maiden with clips of Charge of the Light Brigade, the movie, the yeah. 1936 film Charge of the Light Brigade. Mm. There's black and white clips. And, you know, BBC would refuse to play the video because they said it was too violent. Because really? it had clips from a 1936 film in it. 
Really? I think that BBC is just saying, like, we don't want to play your song, Iron mm-hmm. Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> the BBC. You know what? I think the Chinese could learn something from them. <laughs> Next track. <laughs> Next track. <laughs> Next track. One of the most underrated Iron yeah. Maiden songs, I think. Yeah, there's one. Oh, it's still life. It's excellent. Yeah. Excellent track. But there's one thing that absolutely rubs me. What's that? The intro. Okay, that's this. <laughs> So I can already see by your anticipation that you're going to explain to me how great or awesome or something this is. <laughs> I'll tell you what I hate about that. Okay. That, that As soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, God, that's that's Nico. You know, well. It's clearly Nico, yeah. Obviously it's Nico. Yeah. But, like, you know, as I re-listen and listen and listen to this all the time, this never really stuck out to me. It, it was always just this little blurb at the start yeah. of a song. Yeah. But when I heard it, you know, how much you listen to this, like, it just stuck out to me. And it reminded me of so many of those B-sides where Nico's being ridiculous. And yeah. as soon as I heard it, I always just go, Ugh. Now, I love the song. Yeah. The rest of it's amazing. But I don't understand why the hell that's there. <laughs> okay. In the context. Now, also, I was I'll really excited to see. i there. Okay. Just so I can know. But I always found that it's interesting that Nico got to do that so early in the band. Right, it's different. Yeah, I never thought of it before. Yeah. It's Nico, his first album with Maiden. New drummer doing something really interesting like that in front of a song. Like, I understand, like, and like, uh, you know, Matter, Life, and Death. Fine. You know, now he's so well established. That's what threw me off. At first, I was like, is it someone else? Am I missing something? So hit me with the knowledge. What's actually happening here? So the backwards message. Yeah. Um, here's what it sounds like when you play it forward, and it's almost as hard to understand as backwards. Hmm. Hmm. What who said the thing with three bonds? Put mel with thing, you won't understand. So that's, you, that's, do you know who that is? That's Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca. So that's Nico, uh, a drunken Nico, apparently, doing an Idi Amin impression. So he was the dictator of, of Uganda. Uganda. In I know all about Idi Amin. So he's saying, I have, I have written down in front of me here because mm. he's saying, hmm, what ho said to ting with the three bonts, which means like the, yeah. what, what did the thing with the three heads say? Yeah. Don't meddle with things you don't understand. Yeah. Or he says, don't meddle with, with things you don't understand. And then he burps. Yeah. This is where I did a bit of a, <laughs> yeah. going down a rabbit hole. 1975, there's a comedian called John Bird. And he did a comedy album called The Collected Broadcasts of Edie Amin. Um, it's basically him doing like these like, I don't want to call them sketches, but it's like him talking in an Edie Amin accent. Um, and I, the whole thing is on YouTube. If you look, you can find all the tracks. Mm. I listened to all the tracks because I was trying to find this quote that Nico says from this album. But he doesn't say it anywhere in any of the tracks in the album. It's just... You listen to the album for this. Yeah. it's Well, it doesn't... Yeah. yeah. So Nico... Maybe you need Facebook <laughs> to distract you. I mean, that's too much time. I don't have time for Facebook. I'm too busy deep I'm too busy deep diving. Details. Trying to find the actual original quote. You wanted to quote, have that quote so that you could play it against I it. I did. I wanted to play the quote yeah. against it. That's, so you you wanted that clip. I was searching for that clip yeah. and I couldn't find it. Um, so this is a comedy album and, and Nico listened to it. It was kind of... I don't know if it's well known, but it was like a thing at the mm. time. And that's where Nico got the idea to do this impression. Apparently, whenever he got drunk, he would do this Idi Amin accent. Mm. And uh, they recorded him doing it. 
and they put it on the album backwards. So the reason it's on there backwards, and I have a quote here from Bruce Dickinson, and he says, We recorded it to scare all those fanatics who are so narrow-minded and so hostile to rock. It basically means don't meddle with things you don't understand. It was Nico speaking, but he was completely drunk and had such an accent that even if you listen to it the normal way, no one can understand the message. So 1983, backwards messages in metal was like this huge thing, right? Like everyone was... Christian groups were like in this uproar about like subliminal messages and like programming the kids with backwards messages. Um, Here's an example. In the song, if you listen to it backwards, you'll find out that there is backward masking in it. Now, Satan, through music, is giving the beast or the Antichrist system the power to blaspheme God. If you're into rock and roll today, let me warn you that you may have already been conditioned to become part of this Antichrist system. Now, Satan is using the rock groups as his patsies to evangelize the youth of the world. Oh my God. So we may already be programmed to oh be part of Satan's army or the, whatever he's talking about. <laughs> the only thing I have in common with that person is a dislike of condoms. <laughs> that is, that person's crazy. Can you imagine living next to that person? Yeah. I like, don't know. you know, oh, you've probably been conditioned for blasphemy. <laughs> like, what the hell is all that? Just, I don't anyway. know. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh, Iron Maiden's basically making fun of this. Yeah. So they're like, we're going to put a backwards message. You know, yeah. just to kind of mock this, how silly all this backwards message stuff is. Yeah. Plus, they just came off the number of the Beast album with that satanic panic. And yeah. it's like, they're Satan worshippers. They're Satan worshippers. Remember, they're burning all their albums and stuff. Yeah. Remember we said there was, a, we watched a video. There's people burning Maiden albums. And then they're smashing Maiden albums with hammers because they didn't want to burn the albums because they'd inhale the fumes and like Satan would get in <laughs> Get in the Satan fumes. <laughs> oh, God, that's great. So it's pretty crazy. And like... Yeah. This whole backward masking thing, mm. it was, like, huge at the time. Um, even, like, classic bands. So I'm going to play you a few examples. So this is Stairway to Heaven. Um, okay, so listen to this clip. If there's a bustle in your head, don't be alone there. It's just a sprinkly for the make queen. So everyone knows that song. Yeah. Um, so apparently if you play it backwards... It says, and I'm going to play it backwards for you, but I'll tell you what, what it sounds like. Um, there was Christian groups who said that if you play Stairway to Heaven backwards, that part says, oh, here's to my sweet Satan, the one whose little path would make me sad, whose power is Satan. He'll give me the, he'll give those with him 666. <laughs> so I'm going to play it now and see if you can hear that. Oh my god, that's actually pretty good. Yeah. That you is. can actually hear him say, like, oh, here's my yeah. sweet Satan. But yeah. how many people sat down with a pen and paper listening to, I guess, vinyl albums that they're manually spinning yeah. backwards at the time? I'm not, I'm not a Stairway to Heaven fan. Uh, it's a good song, oh but God, like it's, it's so good. no, but it's so highly ranked. I find for Maiden, I think it's just because it, it hit Zeppelin, at the right yeah. time. Or for sorry, sorry for Zeppelin, it's just it's so, you know, it was a radio play. I think at the time it was just so like it's. It's. I think yeah. you're thinking of it the way that you think of Run to the Hills, which is like you're sick Probably. of it. It's been played death. Yeah, it's like you're just sick of it. So I got one more example. I have like five or six examples here, but mm. I'm gonna play one more because this one is uh, kind of funny. 
This is a, a Queen song. Another one bust a dust. Another one bust a dust. Ow! Another one bust a dust. Hey, hey! Another one bust a dust. Hey. So that's another one bites the dust. I'm not going to tell you what people say this says. I'm going to play it for you backwards and you tell me what you think this says. I have no idea what no. that's saying. He's saying it's fun to smoke marijuana. It's, it's fun, fun to, to smoke, smoke marijuana. Mar- it's fun to smoke uh, marijuana. Now I can hear it. <laughs> but I think yeah. if you like... I was thinking it was like something, something, from... suffer under. Yeah, well, you the know? thing is, you yeah. could probably turn that into another satanic quote or you something. You could. Like, you can hear whatever you want if you listen to, like... Yeah. What was it, the Laurel and... Remember the remember that thing that came out this year? There was, there was a word. It was like that dress. Oh, yes. Laurel and something else. Oh, yeah, I did remember hearing that. You could that. listen to I it. And based on your age, you'd hear something. Well, you're hearing... Yeah. But you know, I'm just saying, like, you could take... You give me any album by any band. Yeah. Like, you give me a Wiggles album. Yeah. And I play it backwards. I guarantee I can twist and turn something into, yeah, like... What, Something. What saddens me is that you didn't <laughs> listen to everything Maiden ever did backwards to find us some. I'm disappointed. <laughs> so anyway, that's Nico making fun of all these like backwards yeah. masking things, which was a big thing at the time. It's Nico being Nico. At the beginning of Listen to Nico, Volume Five, uh, he says says it as like a almost like a catchphrase. What a said a thing. So he, <laughs> it's like a Nico catchphrase yeah. now. So it it did harken back to me for that, you know, you love me and I love you, that that great riff tune. Yeah, Hocus Focus by Focus. Hocus Pocus by Focus. Right. Yeah, that was a great riff. Awesome riff. Awesome riff. And then he's like, you know, and anyway, he's done a bunch more like it too. Yeah. So anyway. See the B-side episodes if you want to hear me complain about those. story behind this intro. Yeah. We haven't actually gotten into Still Life yet. Oh, now everything <laughs> from here on in I absolutely love. Yeah, so that's the intro, which yeah. is not really anything to do with the song. Great song. That's <laughs> three out of five. That's all we're going to talk about Still yeah. Life. So Still Life, the song. So uh, you'll read everywhere that Still Life was inspired by this short story called The Inhabitant of the Lake by Ramsey Campbell. Um, so I found a copy of this short story. So this is part of – have you heard of Cthulhu? H.P. Lovecraft has this, like, mythology. It's this, like, mythos called Cthulhu, who's, like, this uh, ancient god. Mm, and so, no. Like, all these horror... So you've heard of the Call of Cthulhu, the Metallica song. Yes. And you've heard of The Thing That Should Not Be. Yes. That's about this yeah. Cthulhu it's thing, It's a great tune. This uh, story is part of that. That's it. Now, that's a great riff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So H.P. Lovecraft started this Cthulhu uh, mythos. We talked a bit about it in the Live After Death episode. So the gravestone on the cover of Live After Death has an inscription, that is not dead which can eternal lie, yet with strange eons even death may die. And that's a H.P. Lovecraft. It's from the Call of Cthulhu, the story. And I remember I read like the Call of Cthulhu, and there's this novel called The Shadow of Innsmouth. Yeah. Back, this was years ago, back when I was in Metallica and I've heard about the Call of Cthulhu and the thing that should not be. Mm. So I read this, these stories just to kind of figure out. Yeah. Know, even though the Metallica songs aren't really... It was just something I was interested in. And they're good stories. It's like classic horror novels. Yeah. Or not novels. They're like short stories. Yeah. So I got a copy of The Inhabitant of the Lake before we did this album. And okay. read it. It's a short story. You can read it in like 
20 minutes or I don't know how long, but it's not very long. You're not going to read it out here for <laughs> <No>. everybody. <laughs> so it's a spinoff of this myth. And mm. so that's what this, the lyrics of this are about. So it's about this guy. I'll, go, I'll give you a brief 10-second plot outline of the story. This guy moves to the country, moves into this house by a lake. Um, it's abandoned. There's something in the lake that, like, lures people there with dreams. And it turns out, like, this me- uh, This is a spoiler alert if you're going to read this short story. There's a meteor hits the earth, makes a crater. The crater becomes a lake. Um, there's something, an ancient being in the, the meteor. So many years before this guy, like, settled there, uh, there was a cult there that used to worship the thing in the lake. It was called the Cult of Glocky. And people were drawn by these, like, dreams to the lake. And then Glocky pierces your chest with one of his spines and injects fluid in you and become a mindless zomb- zombie slave. So that's what this whole, like, story is about. <laughs> so okay. apparently that's what this song is supposed to be influenced by. Yeah. Um, even though the lyrics are not really very much to do with that. But there still has that same, this, that same sort of, uh, you know, uh, there's a guy who sees faces in a pool and, you know, like there's the lyrics, all my life's blood is slowly draining away and yet I feel I'm weaker every day. Somehow I know I haven't longed to go joining them at the bottom of the pool. He's like drawn to the yeah. to the pool. We're in the story, the guy's drawn to the lake. So he, he moved to the lake and now he's getting like the lake's talking to him, told him to get Yeah, it's it. drawing him to the, yeah. And all, there's a lot more to it. I'm just kind of glossing yeah. over it. Oh. But this whole like theme of being pulled to the water by like your nightmares mm. is, uh, you know, it's similar to the story. It says hand in hand, we'll jump right in the pool. Can't you see not just me, they want you too. We'll drown together. It'll be forever. The nightmare is calling me. Nightmare is now we rest in peace. Yeah. The whole, like, nightmare is calling you to the water is basically the only thing that came from the story. And there's a lot of maiden stuff like that where people say it's based on this, but it's, like, barely. Loosely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, just enough to get sued. Maybe in, <laughs> I can see how it's inspired by the inhabitant of the lake. Yeah. So. Yeah, but it really and truly this could be yeah. about anyone who's yeah. drawn to a body of water and their life slowly drains away. That's true. <laughs> yeah, story. <laughs> I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Possibly the best podcast in the world. They say the name of the album in the song. So it's as close as you get to a title track. Hmm. Because, yeah, there's no title track on this album, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Give it's, me peace of mind, which is another, which is, is that's Nico again, isn't it? No, that's Bruce. Nico, He's just saying yeah. it in a weird voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got a lot of weird, like, reverb on it. Yeah, I was wondering if that was a nickel or something like, but yeah. that is... I wonder if that was, like, al- Martin Birch's idea. He's like almost, like... decision. Yeah, using the using the paper towel to yeah, talk like it into the fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you were when you were a kid. Singing into an yeah, empty Pringles can. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, there's no... This is the first time we haven't had a title track. Mm. Right? Iron Maiden, Killers, Number of the Beast. Yep. Title tracks. Then you have this song, which mentions Peace of Mind in it. Yeah. Then you have Power Slave, Somewhere in Time, Seventh Sun, No Prayer, mm. Fear of the Dark. Yeah. The two Blaze albums don't. Then you have Brave yeah. New World and Dance of Death. 
Yeah. A matter of life and death doesn't. Yeah. Then Final Frontier and Book of Souls. Yeah, but it's somewhere in time. It's like, you know, it's kind of oh, there. somewhere in time. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, there's a few, you know, close like that. I wonder so. if the new album will have a title track. Is there going to be a new album? I think I, think I don't know. Pretty much guaranteed. Is there? 16 albums, 12 mm. with title tracks, and this one, which mentions, you know, they say Peace mm. a Moment. Anyway. Ah, interesting. So uh, let's get into the song. Yes. The intro. This is a Dave Murray song. Uh, Dave Murray, you know how he always does these like slow guitar intros to his songs? Yeah. Um, in the No Prayer episodes that we did, I played that medley of Dave Murray intro, bluesy intros, uh, and this was one of them. This is another example of Dave Murray writing a song, and he starts with this cool, like, bluesy intro solo.
So mm-hmm. Dave Murray's guitar playing. When he plays bluesy yeah. guitar like that. That should be the intro in my mind. Yeah, well, it is. Like, I don't count that yeah. Nico thing as part of the song. It's mm-hmm. just kind of tacked in there. Yeah. They almost should have put that as... At the end. At the end of the track yeah. before it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although you'd have to hear that every time you hear the trooper. <laughs> no, no. No, I like where it's at. You know, or they could have done one of those things where they like... You have the silence at the end of the album. Yeah. And then you have that hidden. Yeah, that's right. I don't think they knew how to do that <laughs> in 1983. God. But they... Yeah, it's true. When you're on vinyl, you can't really do that... Uh, you know, not 10 much you minutes of silence and then hide something at the end of a CD. Yeah. That's a pure, like, CD thing. Yeah. Yeah, spaghetti <laughs> incidents, Stone Temple Pilots. A bunch of people did them. Yeah, Nirvana. Yeah. That endless nameless. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so you have this bluesy intro, which is awesome. The kick-in is awesome. Like, Nico crashes in with the drums. Mm. And you know what? I always love a good maiden kick-in. This is, I know we've been saying this for every song mm. we do, but this is one of my favorite Maiden songs now. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. Yeah. This is one, too, you get more appreciation when you listen to the disc. Yeah. You know? I love that little fill. It's just so simple. Yeah, and the lead up to this, I got to say, that one really popped for me. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Yeah. The song needs yeah. to be, have a lot more attention paid to it. Yeah, it does. It does, definitely. But, it, you know, I mean, it's there's so many iconic tracks in this album. Yeah, it gets overshadowed. You know? uh, the guitar harmonies in the song, uh, there's a really cool guitar harmony part. I love stuff like that. Oh, man. It's, it's very okay. maiden sounding. Those very maiden uh, I love cool. This is one of my favorite lyrics. I've no doubt that you think I'm off of my head. Yeah. I love it when Bruce sings that. Yeah. And he goes, you don't say that. Yeah, or, No, you don't say it, but it's in your eyes instead. Like, I just love that. That's, to me, like when, the, you know, the Nico drum intro. Yeah. And then he gets going, he says that, and then, you know, while I'm standing. And the way Bruce's vocals come in, too. Yeah. Like, oh, he, so great. that note hangs when that film yeah. comes in. Yeah. It's so cool. Guitar solos. Yeah. It's another classic Maiden yeah. guitar solo. It's Adrian yeah. into Dave. Like, Adrian starts kind of weird. It doesn't really blow me away, but Dave's part comes in. A lot of whammy bar. Mm. The song's kind of about somebody going crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Dave's guitar solo kind of sounds, it has that sound of, like, insanity. I, I don't know how to describe it. Well, I'll just play it. And that's just about to go into this, like, pre-chorus part. Yeah. 
um, that has some cool, like, oh, I have a quote here from Steve Harris about the part after the solo. He says, after the solo, there's a tight bass and drum staccato part, which goes right across the top of the riff. I like that part a lot. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. So that's the quote. The part he's talking about is this part after the solo. And you can hear, like, how the drums and the bass play under the vocals. It's really cool sounding. It's such a good song. Yeah. Awesome. What was that right at the end there? I think it's I think it's Nico, yeah. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Microanalyze it. It's a great track. It's so good. Yeah. I yeah. love it, man. I really love it. Yeah. And it's one of those ones that gets overshadowed. Like it's this album's just so full of hits, like you said. Yeah. I never knew the background story. I just thought it was someone going insane and like the pool and stuff like that. I thought yeah. he was gonna drown himself or something. No, he's this pool like drawing yeah. him there. His yeah. nightmares draw him to this pool and then he like decides to jump in and sink to the bottom yeah <laughs> yeah you weren't up to your cabin like walking out certain depth to get <laughs> yeah. the feeling so you can yeah, put yourself fully yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I wish I'd bring this back live yeah this is such a good song live um, this is a clip from Made in England Interesting. Awesome live mm. version. I would love to hear that one come back. Yeah, deadly. So uh, that's it for this yeah. episode. We're, two We're already up to Oh, my one. God. <laughs> yeah, but this is just such an iconic album. We're going to give it to us. I can't believe yeah. we used to do albums in like two, two episodes. episodes. Yeah. We did one in one, didn't we? I can't remember. I know. Summer in Time we did in like we six did and in seven. Two. We did in two, yeah. A Matter in Life and Death, I think we did in two, which just blows my mind. Oh, my God, like it would take six now. I know. <laughs> Glad we did it in two. Next up is Quest for Fire in the next episode, eh? Yep. And then from there on, yep. love that track. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, <laughs> that'll be an interesting one to talk about. Oh, jeez, <laughs> nice bit. Don't turn on it. Come on. Quest for Fire is not a well-loved Maiden track. It is for me. I like it, too. I know. But, uh, so, yeah. TalkingMaiden.com. Yeah, Facebook, all that stuff. All that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, when you're listening to this now, happy holidays. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Great beer. Uh, that's a good beer. Oktoberfest. Yes. December, December. We should have been drinking eggnog. Oh, we should have. Damn it. Oh, well. Leftover eggnog for an episode after Christmas. Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. Right on. Until next time, up the irons, down the hops.
Mm. 